What is up, ladies and gents? It is your friendly neighborhood BJJ podcast for Rappa Sparza coming to you with another great installment of Grappling Hours Running the Gauntlet. I don't know. We're going to have to figure out that out. I want to get to the point where I can just say it's an RTG episode and you guys know what that means, but it's only our sixth episode and I don't know that we've earned that. Running the Gauntlet. It's a show where pop culture intersects with jujitsu. And I got to tell you, that doesn't happen often, but when it does... It forces us to bring on guests, and we'll get to him in a second, but don't don't pose. Don't listen. This dude's trying to puff out his chest right now because he realized he was on camera. <laughs> Calm the shit down. We'll get to it in a second. I'm going to do the rest of the intro. So first things first, if you guys like this show, and I hope that you do, go ahead and give us a like, comment, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. You guys are active participants if you are watching live, so feel free to comment in as we are doing the show. We will get to the board here in a second. You might have seen it in the previews, but we have a lot to talk about today. Before we get started, a couple quick reminders. One, if you like this shirt, this merch, head on over to grapplinghour.com. Grapplinghour.com, you can get this color. We also have our traditional black color. And guys, we're starting to sell out on sizes, so get in very, very quickly. Rafasparza.com backslash merch or grapplinghour.com. The t-shirts, 25 bucks. Hoodies, 45 bucks. A combo, 60 bucks. Do that math. You're saving money. Now, let's get into the real stuff here. I see you guys are coming in. And uh, I saw here, uh, somebody said, it's it's Egghead Warrior. Yep, yep, I see that. And it says, that's a handsome man. Well, thank you so much. I'd like to think I'm pretty good, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, don't laugh. Wait, hold on. All right, let's bring on the guest. Because I see that he's already getting to the fact where he's starting to laugh as if he's the only person who could be handsome. But I have to bring this up to him. And we're going to test out this theory here in a few seconds. But the first thing that I want to bring up is this gentleman here has been a staple of the PGF community. He is an active grappler, and he is somebody who I have been, I've had an earmark to have him brought on the show. And I've been waiting for the right time, and this feels like this is the right time to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first time on the show. One, Kevin Cheryl. Kevin, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Doing fantastic. So, Kevin, you go by the name Handsome Kevin, and I'm intrigued, where does one get the nickname Handsome Kevin? And are there not any other Kevins that are handsome? Because it seems like both of those things together should happen in a few different forms and variations. I think statistically it's probable. Um, how I got the name, we're going to start the roast off real fast. Uh, because little known story, Egghead, actually the guy that responded there, uh, the first season the PGF that was on PGF season three, uh, there were three Kevins and on their podcast, they were ranking us and talking about us as Kevin one, Kevin two and Kevin three. And I chimed in and said, no, we're, we're done with that. We're not doing, you know, Kevin number two. That's not my descriptor. You can refer to me as the handsome Kevin. And they ran with it, which, uh, kind of, so I named myself handsome Kevin, which fits just, the right amount of cringe for uh, my type of my type of brand. I'm intrigued by this because you can't give yourself your own nickname. So just right off the bat, and I'm not trying to say you're a bad guest. I'm just saying the fact that you gave yourself your own nickname does put us off to a an odd start here. Now we didn't get the chance to formally test this stuff out, so we're gonna try something here. And I want to give you a vibe on how this show works. 
which is you have one minute to respond to a prompt that I give you, okay? So just to see if you are able to do this, we're gonna give you a test prompt right now that's not on the board. Are you ready for this, sir? Yeah. Okay. The prompt that I'm gonna give you is this, and I'm gonna go ahead and start playing the music so that you know what's coming. You go by the name Handsome Kevin, but I have to tell you, in the short history of running the gauntlet, you're not even the most handsome guest that we've had. Spoiler, we have only had one other guest on this show. Why do you feel that you are more handsome than Paul Ardea? And why do people need to respect that when he might possibly heel hook you, sir? Yeah, uh, am I on my minute? You're on your minute. Perfect. Um, well, I think it's pretty evident if you see the lineup that I, I'm for sure more handsome than him. He uh, is allegedly taller than me. Um, and yet somehow in a lineup, eyes always drift towards me. I know it. I can feel it. I can see it. Um, which leads me to the conclusion, I must be making up for that height with handsomeness. He's also more athletic than me, has more money than me. Uh, I must be more handsome. Okay. Okay. I don't know that he will like this. You said that you were in the group chat. So did he give you any pointers? Did you tell him you were doing the show? Because I set a high bar bringing him on. Oh, I, I let him know I was on the show, but uh, I actually sent him the screen cap where you told me to watch his episode, and I said, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> and Ernesto and his brother Sergio chimed in there. were like, yeah, listen, you got to take a stand somewhere. We're not watching Paul's show. Uh, <laughs> but you must not know Paul if you think he gave me any pointers. <laughs> you know, I, listen, I never know. I, I don't pretend like I know what's in the group chat. I always get to those points where I think to myself, that is a group of guys whose humor you are not involved in. You can make educated <laughs> guesses. Now, that doesn't always mean they are going to come to fruition. So there is that. They're well, guys. All three are preying on my downfall right now. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that we rank people here, but we might. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> there are no second place trophies here. It's just you win or you learn. And I'm hoping today you do win, sir. So you've looked at this board here. You only know one of them. But you told me that you're going to pretend like you don't know what it is because you funneled that yeah. one. So I'm going to give you whatever question you want to start off with. So take a look at this board and tell me which one you would like to go with first, sir. Let's go with Viva. You are going with Viva, and I will give you that prompt right now. With Craig Jones's Karate Combat Walkout, a major fight night and an even better fight of the night in the crowd of UFC Noche Dos, what could have possibly made the weekend even bigger for Mexico? Hmm. Oh, man, we needed our, uh, we needed our big booty Latinas uh, post-fight win streak. Um or win speech, we needed that. And yeah. if you can name the big booty Latina in question, who would it be if you were to pick one? Pick one? Yeah, pick one, dude. I don't live in a world where we pick one, man. <laughs> well, then give us some names. You have 15 seconds to come up with a few nominations. Go. Oh. Uh... 
shoot. Oh, he's going to run the clock here. Oh, Kev, Kev. Let me tell you something right now, okay, bud? I don't want to say it's a bad start, but I want to say if you're trying to beat, if you're trying to beat an Ardea, brother, it is off to a rough start because that man finished the sentences without even trying to break a sweat. And that dude even told me, I won't say this uh, publicly, but I will say it privately. He was sweating on a couple of those questions that we put his way because he didn't want to come off as part of his uh, his brand. He didn't want to go off brand, whereas I'm just a shit human being, so it's easier for me to do it. Uh, would you like to see how you could have answered that? I would love to. All right, I got you, man. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Viva, one minute back on the clock for myself. So if we're looking at this one right now, looking at that great weekend, of course, you had Craig Jones, who really, I don't think you're going to be able to top that entrance. He was more Mexican than most Mexicans will ever walk out. Number two, if you're looking at it from this perspective, yes, that fight of the night in the crowd should happen more often. What'd you expect? You were going to Mexico, UFC. Jesus Christ. That's what you get for Apex cards. That was a better one than most Apex cards. But the one I've got to tell you is this. The real thing that could have made it better was a Brandon Moreno win. Because it's really sad when you crater a card around one human being and it just isn't, it ain't cutting it, bro. Like, that wasn't the best thing. I would also say, if you're looking at more of a larger world implications, what could have made things bigger for Mexico, uh, perhaps not a deportation act. Because I know they're worried about coming here, but I'm worried about what we're sending to them. Just saying. And that is one minute. So... I'm just saying, you you see the split on how that could have gone. You, you could have gone two or three different ways on that, sir. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You bookended that really well. That was nice. Thank you. Thank you. And enough time to go ahead and tell people this. Did you get a chance to see any of the karate combat? And if so, what appealed to you about that? Oh, I love the pit. I've been going for uh, I've been going to bat for a pit in the PGF for a long time. I think ADCC what? needs to get a pit. You and me both. I think trials for the sure needs a pit. You know, once you make oh it to the God. dance, I kind of don't care anymore. But for those of you guys who don't make any money in the trials, the fact that you might die from either cement or dirty jersey carpets makes me so nervous for you guys. Dude, if – who was it at East Coast Trials that suplexed somebody on concrete – can't remember it. Cody Steele. Cody Steele suplexed a guy on concrete. If I ever get suplexed on concrete and my team doesn't jump in immediately, <laughs> I'm going home alone. The worst part is, is that we've said this on record multiple times, but it bears repeating. The worst, the worst culprits were the best friends of the show. So every person that I was getting on air and I was saying like, I think this is tacky. I think this is a bad form. Oh, is that Bobby? Shit. Oh, Bobby's a friend. Okay. <laughs> and then, wait, is it AJ? Oh, hold up. Let him cook. Nah, let him do his work. It's all good, man. Then all of a sudden you see it's Cody Steele, who's a sweetheart, but also a savage. So we're very perplexed here. It is a very bad mind fuck when I see a lot of our friends being uh, the exact people who I'm, I'm arguing against. But having said that, you know, 
all in all. So what is it about the pit that you think is a better turn for us? Like why the pit? Because now we're starting to see some of the downfalls of the pit. Yeah. Uh, I like it as a stalling and disengaging deterrent. Uh, forget refs, forget stall penalties. People will play that forever. You can't play the pit. I run you up against the pit and it suddenly gets harder for you to back up. Hold up. You're going to climb you your way. Hold up. Is, is you can't play the pit something they say or did you come up with that? Me right now, man. Yo. Thanks for get having that me. that on his shirt. Like, call them <laughs> right now. Call President Awesome right this second and tell him, you've got the fucking Domino's Pizza. You've got the Just Do It. You've got the slogan that they need to make happen. Because when you said that, I thought about it. I was like, damn, that really feels like a commercial. Damn. <laughs> you, you know what? Get yourself a marketing position on that team right now, bro. Uh, yeah, I used to work in marketing. And... Uh... You were asking earlier about how I got the handsome Kevin nickname. Here's the thing. You can get a nickname. You can name yourself. You can do whatever, but it doesn't stick until you earn it. I earned it cutting promos. So hold on. <laughs> Nobody looks at a guy that says that dude cut a real good promo. He really is handsome. Like, I don't know that those <laughs> two things logically go together. Like, shit, he got more handsome the more he was talking. Ooh. <laughs> I've caught the babies hearing it with my ears. Listen, if I submit everybody, they don't say he's handsome either. There's no way to win that one. <laughs> I just exist, and people remember, they're like, who was that guy that said that cool-ass one-liner, that whatever, or had the funny interview? That's where it stuck around. <laughs> okay, where'd you get your good ability to cut promos? Like, where does that come from for you? Uh, I grew up as a short fat kid who got beat up a lot. So I had to learn to talk trash. So hold up, hold up. You were a short fat kid, but the story turns out. Okay. How tall are you now though? Uh, who's asking? Cause I'm five eleven, but on Tinder, I'm six foot. Gotcha. Okay. Listen, bro, nobody from Tinder that is going to be worth your time. Is <laughs> right. right. Like, like, just us and the guys. I've, I mean, listen, I'm not going to say that no guys are going to try and do it, but I'm saying like when I look at my demos, the funniest numbers that come up are always like, bro, it was 97% dudes. And you go, yeah, that checks out. Okay. Yep. I don't know that we play well to the Taylor Swift fans, but I get it. It is what it is. So, well, good. Hey, listen, we know our demo well. All right. We did our first topic. We're going to switch on over to a second. Wait, I thought... <laughs> I think people are now starting to try and outdo you for uh, like some sort of branding on here. And it says, I fought the pit and the pit won. And that's from <laughs> Buji Gatami. That's not a, You know what the problem with that is, though, uh, with Brian, that is a, an issue that we run into with uh, some rights for songs issues. So I don't want to go that way. And it says they have a great app called Grinder for grapplers. Look into it. <laughs> you know what? The same demo. Like my Instagram, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be real honest. Uh, this is where I'm glad that I'm retired and I am out of the game because a lot of my friends explain how they date now, and nope, wife and I retired. We're good. We are happy being old and telling you kids advice for things that probably is now outdated by about a good 10, 15 years. Dude, 
Dating these days is like a phenomenal spectator sport, though. It's gotten way more entertaining. Like, if you just watch your friends, it's like watching them slowly get into car crashes. It's wild. <laughs> I mean, hey, we still say, tell us what happened. We're just not oh, yeah. actively understanding how they do it. Especially when one of them was like, bro, one of these uh, girls that I was seeing, she started telling me stuff about grappling, and I was like, you need to not. And I go, man. <laughs> I don't know if the nerd in me would be able to contain the knowledge and like not nerd out and be like, hmm, what's the goal here to show him a good grappler or to seal this deal? <laughs> uh, Cause both, I don't think both is going to happen. So yeah. Uh, I, I, between the guy that like can't not scream martial arts knowledge. And then the other one is I like, seeing how long I can go without saying it. <laughs> so like, you know, you get around their friends and their friends, you know, go watch a UFC card or whatever. And they're talking about it. And you just sit there and like, you play this game with yourself. Like how long before my head explodes? <laughs> I, speaking of which, I want to point this out. Jujitsu memes is trying to get me in uh, shit trouble with my wife. It says Raph didn't <laughs> wear that ring when we did a podcast. So let me point this out to you guys. There's nothing funnier than everybody who stops what they're doing whenever we're rolling if this falls off. Like, I wear this one specifically because my wife would get mad at me. She'd be like, why aren't you wearing a ring? And I go, because I don't want to pimp slap somebody with the, like, fucking ring, like an actual thing. And she goes, so you don't want to wear one? I go, I'll wear whatever. She goes, if I got you one of these dumb ones, would you wear that? I was like, yeah, sure, as long as I don't hit somebody when I do it. And I showed her one of the photos of, like, those scared straight sort of ones where you see the like crippled hand get all massacred and she goes oh shit that's why and i go yes so, yeah the ring cut into it yeah gross don't don't recommend yep. it my friends uh all right sir let's make a pivot here to another topic pick your next destination that you would like to go to sir vacay you're gonna go vacay okay mm -hmm. i think you might like this one vacay it is as the foremost expert of skipping a day at PGF competition and showing up late for media obligations, if you were the commissioner of the next season of the PGF, would you allow someone to get away with what you did in season five and skip a day of competition? If I was the commissioner of the PGF, I'm giving me bonus points for that. Uh, points for courage, points for prioritizing your mental and physical health. Good for you. It was a test and you passed. Awarded full marks for the day. Congratulations, buddy. So but also my real answer. Go ahead. Go ahead. My, my real answer is skipping a day doesn't help you at all. As we saw, you miss an opportunity to score points, a quarter of your points to try and make the playoffs. It's a rough bet, man. I wouldn't recommend sticking, skipping a day if you can avoid it. Although the spa was lovely. Okay. Let's let's go ahead and close out that part here because I have questions about that. Since we have not had the opportunity to chat about said spa day, mm -hmm. how did that whole thing come together? Because I know when I'm injured, I don't know that the spa is the first place I'm thinking of going. And I know that as a collective bit, that's a fun thing to explore. But it became the main story that went from night one to night two. And I just thought when I didn't see you there, I was like, are we going to see him back here? Like, how is this going to play out? Yeah. Uh, so uh, we had an interesting, it was an interesting time. I kind of like 
was trying to keep as many people in the dark. The only people who really knew how bad it was was uh, were the people that I was like rooming with, my team on Team Toehold. Um, but yeah, my foot was busted pretty bad. And I didn't pull up to the PGF on day two uh, because I couldn't really put weight on it and couldn't really walk very well. And I was like, man, if these, vul I still intended to come back. And I was like, if these vultures see me limping around, I'm done. I'm done. So like, uh, I kind of gambled and was like, well, I'll give it a day. We all know how like sprains and stuff are is like, they get better dramatically day to day to day. Um, actually at the time, to be honest, I thought my foot was broken. I thought it was done, but back in the game, still can't do much with it. Can't drive off of it or whatever, but we can roll. We can, we can get by. Um, the spa day thing is more of like a, uh, I, uh, guys made it a big deal that I, uh, wasn't that I was taking a day off and all this stuff. Uh, it was in the group chat and I think I published it at the time. I like took screen caps and posted them in there. But, uh, the answer was like uh, a bunch of people were complaining and they were like, man, you're kind of, he's, he's ruining the gauntlet thing, whatever. And I was like, first of all, it's always been like this on the PGF. There's always somebody who takes a day off. That's what the substitutes are for. It was never, if anything, what I did was riskier because the PGF is getting deeper and deeper. It's tough to skip a whole day, but I was gambling to, on the foot healing. Part two is like, I was like, yeah, it's always been like this. Number two, there was already a guy who skipped a day on Monday and came back in on Tuesday while they were complaining about it. And nobody said anything. And I think we know why. It's because Elijah was worried I was going to make it into the playoffs. And he didn't, he wanted me disqualified. He was like, I want this guy out of here. I don't think he should be allowed to come back. That was a, let me get rid of my competitors moment. That was a strategic play. I don't think Elijah gives a damn about the integrity of competition. He wanted to remove a competitor. So we had Which the opportunity play? to uh, interview Elijah uh, on this show. And I'm not sure if you had the opportunity to understand or if you've seen him comment on it since. But his thought mm -hmm. process was it went from that, what you're talking about there, to then saying, like, well, it doesn't help you in the end. So, eh, you know, it is what it is. And he was saying, he's like, well, I actually think you might be afraid to come back after what I've already done to your foot. So at that point, maybe you shouldn't be able to come back. So having kind of been told this now, what is your response to that? Uh, I think it's uh, interesting, we'll say. Uh, that same footlock that got me, I got out of what, like 16 of them throughout the match? He got, I got one out of, got out of one literally right before he grabbed it again. I just pulled my foot out, turned to look at the clock. It's kind of waiting for the time to run out. Pretty, there's like eight seconds left. I was like, all right, cool. I'm not submitting Elijah Carlton in eight seconds. Match is over. He jumps on my foot. I go, whoa, pull my foot out. He does it again. Second time catches me. Caught me good too. It was a really good footlock. But nah, eh, I'm not really scared of a guy with a one in 16 success rate, you know? 
Okay. Well, you know what? Listen, here's the good news about that. It seems like there's a new season that is shaping up to be very, very huge. So hopefully, if the good folks at the PGF know what they're into, and I think they're smart people, uh, they would bring you up. And I like that PGF World is giving me more credit than deserved. They're saying Raph is setting them up for a home run. Now listen, guys. <laughs> I don't I don't give softballs here. I make sure that I give every guest the opportunity to respond to things in full context. I just wanted to make sure you knew that we did talk about you and that they were uh, half glowing and then half like, yeah, that dude's not going to do shit to me. And I was like, well, when I interview him, let's see what he says. So you're welcome, world. This is my my little contribution to the PGF. And uh, it may be something that uh, you guys may be seeing me there as well. So we'll see. So we shall see, my friend. Let's go to our next topic here. I'm going to let you go and have run aboard. Where would you like to go next, sir? Acai. All right, you are going with Acai. Yeah, you you feel confident about this one, I feel. All right, here we go. The prompt is this. The IBJJF announced that USADA will be returning to test athletes. Given the previous answers of playing to catch and they're not testing everyone, what is the next dumbest excuse someone will try to use to get out of testing? Uh, oh man, we were talking about this one the other day. Um, yeah, so we've got plane to catch. We've got, uh, someone out there is going to start claiming diabetes. They can't give up their blood. Um, they go, like, Listen, blood sugar, can't mess with it. Medical emergency. I'm out. Um, I'm surprised that one hasn't happened yet. Uh, somebody's going to not speak Spanish, Portuguese, or English. Um, there's going to be out there with somebody's going to bring a cage to crawl under and hide. That's the last one. Yeah. They're going to, you know, go what? to the time strategies. Legitimately, that is, I'm going to give it up to you. That was your best answer so far. You know, we talked about the possibility of me giving out ranks at the end of these episodes. And I felt like that's at least a stripe. Like that's, that's probably at least a stripe on the belt. So I'm very proud of you for that one. I also recognize that I didn't respond to the last one. So I'm going to circle back, but I'm going to do this one first. So allow me to go ahead and come back on over to the Acai and give you kind of my rundown of what's happening here. All right. Switching the board. Now going from guest to myself. All right. So 54 seconds. Let me tell you what I feel about this new, hey, guess what? We're the IBJJF and we care about steroids because like you know, they're a problem, we think. It's not like we cut deals before. That never happened. Hey, we're the IBJJF. We are the upstanding group here. Now, granted, we don't have the money to test everybody. So if we could just gather the top three and then maybe the number one, you you better look out right now because that's what we're going to do. I would tell you this, though. I feel like the new response is going to be, my nutritionist didn't tell me sub point i am my nutritionist so i think that's kind of the range that people are going i just don't think we're ever gonna beat i have a plane to catch so tip of the hat to that because i will tell you this and i'm gonna run out of time here but i'm gonna go over anyway i'm gonna point this out my man over here mentioned the fact that somebody said in the past 
I didn't understand because it wasn't written in my native language. Do you remember who that was? Uh, was it Paul Harris? No, it was a Meow Brother. And I know this because it was so ridiculous that they said, hey, you didn't write it in Portuguese. Mm -mm. So technically I never got to see the rule. Uh, womp womp. The reason why I know this is I was working for a new site that they didn't necessarily always want me to go out of my way to do jujitsu stuff. They knew I was on the sports beat. But when I came over, I go, hey, I've got something that transcends our sport. And I promise you, if I tell you the story, you'll want me to do the story. And they go, okay. And they're thinking like, dude, we want you to do the NFL. We want you to do a sport that actually matters, that tracks, blah, blah, blah. And I read them the story. I go, well, the story is they're saying that you can't hold them to this because you didn't put it in English or their native language. You didn't put it in Portuguese. You only put it in English. And they go, oh, shit, run with that. And I go, ugh. What a magical day for me. So, yeah, we got to run that. And anytime I can shoehorn in jiu-jitsu into an official job capacity, job well done to me. So I definitely was very proud of myself on that way. But, yes, one of the Meow Brothers. I just consider them one and the same. So I remember, I remember the ridiculous Paul Harris one. <clears throat> I believe it was his – he had a doctor's note that said – if it was for his match with Craig. He had a doctor's note that said if he cut the weight, he would die. <laughs> That's right. I forgot all about that one. Which, by the way, could you imagine telling your doctor, like, hey, Man. Um, I know things are grim. Can you take a minute to put that on stationary that I would die if something happened during this weight cut? Like, the nerve, the gall, and uh, mm, God bless him. You know, I, w I have to go back. I have to respond to your uh, vacay prompt. I have to give you a little bit here, and... Um, you know, I, I gotta be honest here. I, I was going to go a different way, but things happen today. Here we go. Let's go on over to this. I wanted to say that I was going to root for you. I wanted to say handsome Kevin, Kevin Cheryl, if that is your real name, that yeah, you should be given some time off. You should be given all the time that you need. But then I realized something. My man showed up late for this interview today. And when that happens, it makes me wonder, what else is he going to try and get away with? Because there was no spa day here. This is the event. There is no injury here. My man is literally just sitting and having to talk. And even that proved difficult to do. So I think in my head, if that happened to me and I was PGF commissioner, I'm petty as fuck. I would remember this moment right now. And I would be looking over at handsome Kevin and I'd be like, first of all, not that handsome. Number two, not on my watch. Number three, you're banished. Or, or, you have to fight your way back in. And I think that that is the real rule. I feel like you, if you go out, it's like poker, you have to buy back in, and that's the rule. So, that's the way I feel on that one. My only regret is that I'm not currently wearing my spa day robe. <laughs> if you out. would legitimately if you had somehow bugs bunnied your way in the background into finding it i would have been the most proud of you and uh laugh my ass you know off. exactly where was. i just couldn't take off running i couldn't get to it fast enough <laughs> you do you're like graph has 45 seconds shit i don't think this is gonna happen i listen again 
that would have given you two stripes. You might have been halfway to your blue belt right then and there. But I digress. I do want to say this, though. Do you feel I'm on the right track, though? Do you feel like a buyback in? Because whenever people get away with taking that time off, yeah, sure, it bites you in the ass. But there's nothing audiences love more than a chase back in. So I feel I would like have you coming back. I would have loved that. If they had an impromptu tournament on day three and been like, listen, if you want to be in this tournament, we brought, or if you want to be in this show, you got to earn your way back in. Here's three other guys that want into the show. You guys are going to do a four man tournament right now to get back in. I'd have been so down. That sounds awesome. Cause think about this though. Let's say people are talking shit about you. What better way to quiet them out than to be like, I want to take out that sub. And then think about the drama that is that the sub's like, dude, I thought I was back in. It's like, no, 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 no. You were just holding my spot. It was like calling shotgun. This is still my spot and I'm going to fuck you up and then I'm going to be back into the tournament and then nobody can say shit to you again. Dude, I, yeah, I would have been so down for that. Just saying. If the option is fight, listen, I didn't get into this. If the option is fight, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to point this out. Not that I'm better than Brandon, but like maybe in this regard, better than Brandon. So just... Putting that one out there. That's pretty a lot. <laughs> I just, listen, BMAC is a longtime friend of the show, and I think he knows that I would say nothing less than that. Sir, we now are going to make our way to our next topic. There are three left on the board. What have you next? Where would you like to go? I'm saving Pokemon. I'm going to do musical. All right, musical it is. The prompt for musical is the Bob Marley movie continues to make cash money at the box office. Name the actor who would play you and the song that would be used to tell your story in a musical biopic about you. The actor who would play me. Man, I have to pick somebody that's like medium ugly so that I look better by comparison. I can't pick Ryan Reynolds because then every time someone meets me, they'll just be disappointed. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Give me like Jesse Eisenberg um, and Pretty Fly for a White Guy for sure. That'd be a solid one. Yeah. Pretty, pretty Fly once, for uh, a White Guy. Okay. Yeah. I might have to do that one. Um, I think it uh like it sets the bar at the right spot. Like I'm not quite fly, but like if you have the right, you know, modifiers, I am. It also sets up the arc at the end because it's like, oh man, is he gonna make it to being a fly guy? Is he just pretty? But if he's pretty fly, man, that's the narrative arc that you get toward the end. Um that's not bad. <clears throat> you took it a certain way. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and do mine now. And I think You'll kind of know where I'm coming from on this one. But yeah, let's go ahead and go back on over to musical. All right, musical, but not with you and your face. We got to switch this out. (laughs) This is not working right now. So give me a second. Back to the host. Oh, no, don't worry. This dude definitely likes looking at himself. So that's not the issue. Let's put it on. I'm getting lost in my eyes. Oh, God, calm yourself. I think the one that would go for me, and I'm saying this as somebody who is a film junkie, a music junkie, if you really got to cut down to it, I think it's Bohemian Rhapsody because I feel it's a seven-minute blockbuster epic that you can break into a three-arc story. The first part is, oops, I might have killed somebody. 
Part two, I'm feeling regrets about it. Part three, everybody sing along, they're dead. So I feel like that would be a good story to tell. Um, but I feel like the person who would play me is Pedro Pascal because he's getting all the brown people parts right now. And I don't want him to de-age. I want him to play me young at his present stage because I feel like he could actually look pretty decent for me. So there you go. It's very funny because when I was a kid, that answer, whenever like somebody was like, who do you want to play you? And I was always like, Robert De Niro. And they're like, he's older than you. I was like, but he looks like my dad. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then I saw the Irishman come out and I was like, ooh, that, that dude ooh. is not 40 when he is using this kind of hunched over. I was like, greatest actor of our generation. CGI, not necessary here. Get a, a younger actor out here, everybody. Just saying. It would uh, help us out that way. But... I do like where you're going. I like, you thought that one through. It seems like you have that. I have to ask this though. You said that you want to go the opposite way. You don't get somebody like a Ryan Reynolds. I was thinking more like, hmm, if that's the case, maybe you want to go, not Jesse Eisenberg. Maybe you want to go with like somebody that could truly live up to that kind of status. I think you got to think outside the box. Maybe you need to get like an athlete because if an athlete acts really bad, They'll make you look better by comparison, too. Yeah, true. True. I need somebody who's bad. I need somebody who's not personable at all as well. Who's like clunky and like, <laughs> so I seem charming by comparison. That's the problem with the Ryan Reynolds thing, too, is like he does all the charming roles. It's like, we can't have that. Yeah, no. People probably. will meet me and immediately. And I just want to go back to Ryan. They're 100% going to be like, wait. So his MO was he was Deadpool? <laughs> nah, that's that's not I don't see that character arc for you but I do appreciate the fact that you thought that through and I like where you were heading on that so musical very well done here sir we're gonna go to our next one you said you wanted to leave Pokemon for last so that leaves Leap as the next place to go correct correct alright let's go to Leap right now and before we do that let me make sure I have this prompt ready because that last thing did not go great when I was trying to switch over for whatever reason. I was like, what the fuck it is happening? I mean, it, the, the camera was on you, so you were able to stare and get lost at yourself, so nobody really lost sleep on your side of the world. But on the production side, we were a little mad at ourselves. So here we go. Leap it is. This is one of those years where we're granted an extra day in February. With that in mind, what insufferable thing will BJJ people do with their extra day? You know there's an open mat. There's going to be an open mat and a cookout after, and people are going to eat without showering. They're going to just hang out in their rash guards and geese and, like, pretend like that's okay. Yeah, it's cool. I only did 10 rounds. It's fine. Or I only flow rolled as if the bacteria cares. So they're going to do that uh, and post about it a bunch. Someone's going to hashtag warrior. I know it. Uh uh, yeah, that's people's, that's for sure BJJ people's insufferable thing. I can't wait to see the mountain of memes about them. You know, you've got an extra day. What are you going to do? 24 hours of jujitsu or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So hold on. I think we just got into uh, knowing something that maybe we didn't know about you before. But am I detecting a little bit of a germaphobe here? Because I'm seeing yeah. that you're thinking about like rolling in a way that most people don't and it is refreshing because people just magically will go get food after 
rolling. And I think it is more intense when you see like it's an open mat and there's a pool of sweat and it gets gross. Bro, I don't. We did that uh, BJJ Camp Rio with the LHM dudes and like none of the gyms have showers in them. Of course, this is Brazil. But like afterwards, people hang out and they'll like there was a really cool food spot that would like grill up some fish for you and get you some acai and the whole time. And like everybody wanted to do that after and we were all sharing Ubers. So like we're all getting hot food and acai and I'm sitting there grinning, smiling at everybody. Yeah, man, we're having a good time. Ha, ha, ha. And the whole time in the back of my head, I'm just, it's internal screaming. <laughs> like I need to get to a shower right now. <laughs> so I'm a big proponent of, especially if I go do one of these interviews in person at a gym, I do like to figure out one of the following. Uh, I usually will ask if it's really far away from where I live and I can't get back within a two hour radius in time. I'm like, do you guys have showers there? Like no problem asking anymore. Just like, Hey, if I'm coming down there, it takes me 45 like minutes to break down all this shit. It's going to take me an hour to get back home. I don't, mm -mm. that two hour window. If I go past that, I don't like it. And they're always like, Oh yeah, yeah, you can use our showers. I was like, great. The other side of that is if I know people come to do interviews with me. I go, hey, we're going to do an interview, and you're welcome to use the shower afterwards. Like, it's my gentle nudge. Like, we have one here. If we're going to do an interview while I'm doing some camera stuff, you are more than welcome to use that. Like, cannot make a stronger uh, implore than that. But, yeah, it is. Uh, it is. You kind yeah. of see why we have the issues that we have. Having said that. I'll borderline bully you. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm... I am never ruder than if I see somebody who looks like they're about to, they like change into their street clothes. And I'm like, I know I'm going to roll with that person this week. And I'm like, Hey man, where are you going? <laughs> like, I'll get in your business. I'll absolutely overstep. If I think you look like you're about to do some stuff, that's gonna be a little gross. And I will say this. I feel like I, I've, come to a point where I'm like, hey, if you fight, sometimes, yeah, if you don't wear the rash guard, fine, no problem. But, like, have that plan to shower. Like, I like you're the person that I'm going up to, like, hey, yeah, good MMA rounds. Really, really good stuff. Um, you were wearing gloves. Kind of gross. Um, didn't wear a rash guard. Kind of gross, too. Um, I'm getting it. It's all good. You, That's how you fight. You should train how you fight. Uh, having said that, here is a towel. <laughs> and uh, it is located over there. Just saying, bro. Just, okay, cool. All good. So uh, I, I definitely do my part, but uh, I definitely recognize that. And I feel like, especially when you take into consideration like an ADCC weekend where you're there for 49 hours, I'm like, I do the math. And bro, even when I've competed, and let's say it's in Anaheim. Anaheim's about an hour away from Burbank for me here. I'll do the math where I'm like, dude, as soon as I get on this podium, I need to eat and shower. And I don't know that I'm going to make it home in time. So I got a Sophie's choice, which happens first. Bro, if you're the type of person that goes to ADCC trials, intending to, with a realistic possibility, you're making the second day and you bring one kit, I hate you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> you I might, I hate you. There's so I don't care who you are or if you save puppies as a living. I hate you. <laughs> I will say one of the homies, he went in a wife beater and uh, 
I was like vaguely proud of him. Like the Mexican in me was proud of him. But then the <laughs> other part of me was like, bro, that's a long time to just be in a fucking like cotton ass tank top weird that's ass a thing. Like, bro, that's a real gross as well put point, I'm just like, I, I actually think about it like this. I'm like, at that point, I think probably go without it. Like, go without the fucking <laughs> tank top. Just do no rash guard. I actually think that's probably better for you statistically at that point. That little cloth that's clean. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, bro. Yeah, I uh, in Brazil, I threw some t-shirts away. Ernesto messaged me. And he was like, "Hey, man, you left some, uh, you left some some clothes at the Airbnb." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I mean, the suitcase. I don't want to tell you." <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we have now rounded all of our way to the sixth topic, which is one that I think you're familiar with, which is why you asked for this one last, but you don't know the exact prompt I came up with for this. You did suggest one, so we're going to see what your response is to this. We're going to go to our very last one, which is Pokemon. The prompt is this. Given the never-ending rise of influencer boxing, Name one celebrity you could coach to win a fight or a jiu-jitsu match in just eight weeks' time. I have one that I could coach to win, for sure. Uh, and I'm just going to pick somebody who can already do jiu-jitsu, which is somebody like Tom Hardy or whatever, who's on most likely on all the gas. Like, he's going to be fine. <laughs> but I know who I'm choosing to, to coach for eight weeks, and it's Margot Robbie. Uh, yeah, Margot Robbie. And I'm just going to spend eight weeks going to bat for us. She's going to be like, listen, I, I need to, you know, I need to get ready for this fight. And I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting for our love. I understand you. And she's like, no, like I got to prepare. And I'm like, yeah, prepare for our life together. I get it. I'm just going to spend eight weeks shooting my shot because there's nothing women love more than you preaching your love while they're trying to train. Cool. What does your girlfriend have to say about this selection? Is she aware of this love of Margot Robbie? Because I love that you went from yesterday like, Raph, I put my phone away because I like to have a day off with the lady. Um, we, we talked about strategy. She's cool with Margot Robbie. She's on the hall pass list. It's all good. Like, if she saw this part, what would her response be? Man, I feel like she would understand. I feel like if anyone you're with ever walks off with one of those like Hollywood level attractive people, like you have to get it. Like if she ever got a shot, we'll go back to the Ryan Reynolds thing. If she ever got a shot with Ryan Reynolds, I wouldn't even blink. If she was like, she leaves with him. I'd be like, that's cool. Could we hang out though? Like us three together, bring him by the house. I just want to like ask him about like Deadpool or something. <laughs> I just, you can't compete with that. That's that's a wrap. They ever get a realistic shot with a celebrity, people that are professionally, globally famous for being attractive and charming? Uh, yeah, you, know, you just got to, you know, we had a good run. <laughs> I love the fact that in this scenario that you had in your head, you're like, I'm going to train Margot Robbie, and she's fighting for our love. And in your head, the girlfriend is like, good job, babe. You bagged her. You got that shot. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Like, that to me tells me how well you are in or how limited you are in to the years of a relationship. Because I'll tell you this much right now. My wife roots for me for a lot of things. She gives me shit for a lot of things. But she definitely wants me to succeed. And I'm pretty sure she'd be like, can you figure out a way to be a coach 
without trading Margot Robbie and uh, becoming the world's best celebrity jiu-jitsu. Why is she learning jiu-jitsu from you, too? I think is where she would go as well. But I like that you said Tom Hardy. That's pretty good. I think Tom is, uh, I think it's a little bit cheating because he's already been winning some tournaments and it sounds like he's got a good thing going on. And I feel like, isn't Tom also kind of like, I always feel like people across the pond are all in the same place. So I want to say like, isn't he with Hodger? Like, I feel like they're besties at this point. That would make sense. Another good one would be like, I thought about quite a few of them. There's a bunch of guys who have like trained adjacent to training. And I want one of those celebrity dudes that's done like a boxing movie. You know, we'll we'll grab uh, anybody. And like (laughs) the real important part is looking that they, when they did that, I needed them to do steroids for the shirtless parts. Like I need that, you know, pumping through their through their so, veins. On, That's on, our edge. <laughs> I'm so glad that part of your coaching regimen is like, hey, listen, this means nothing if you can't take off your shirt and look juice to the gills. So, like for you, that is the part of the coaching that you're like, Mm-mm. you've submitted almost everybody here at the gym, but um, you have failed at taking off your shirt. So, can you do so right now? We're going to take a photo of it and we're going to identify problem areas and we're going to work on delts this week. No, no fighting with me about it. Delts this week and leg day. Cause I mean, listen, dude, you don't have a stud double for legs. I'm just saying. So, uh, nobody talks about it, but yeah, you know, that's just you out there, buddy, which is why we're going to hit legs and we're going to talk about your macros. Can I also get to this point where I have to ask this? In this scenario, do you also have your shirt off? Like, are you then like showing them like, see, look, this is the definition. <laughs> this is what you need. <laughs> no, I'm not. At that point, I have pulled someone else in to be like, you need to look like him. Not me, though. I, I, I'm just a coach. <laughs> I'm going to go get some donuts, but you guys got to pay attention <laughs> to those. <models. laughs> All right. I will I will give you my response on this one right now because I, I feel like since you gave the prompt, you, you kind of want – to see where my dumb brain went on this one. So here we go. Uh, I thought about this one. And you know what? Now that we started talking about people who were celebrity boxers, you can easily pull a Michael B. Jordan because I feel like Michael be good at jiu-jitsu if he tried to. Then you get some of these other people, like you've heard like Vince Vaughn has done it. Basically anybody who Hegan has touched, I'm pretty sure has thought about, mm, you know, maybe I wouldn't be so bad at jiu-jitsu. But I thought practical-wise, because I said, listen, if we're going to go big, let's go with the biggest guy in the entire movie industry. Give me a Tom Cruise. Here's why. Tom Cruise is batshit crazy. Give me all of his Scientology craziness because that's the dude that's gonna be over in the corner drilling and drilling and drilling. That dude didn't let people go away from a Mission Impossible set because of the COVID restrictions. He said, get the fuck back here. Don't get sick. Don't ruin this for us. That's the dude that is gonna be winning a Naga belt with this guy coaching him bam i think you're right i think i think tom cruise probably beats whichever juiced out a-lister i pick (laughs) because i've seen that look in his eyes and if you want to look for somebody who will break it and be happy about it that's tom cruise yeah (laughs) it's it's you understand the look that crazy look that like, yeah. you might have signed up for a competition. You feel your hot <laughs> shit. You did all the right things in the world, but then you see that one dude with that look, and you go, 
I'm taking second today, aren't I? Fuck. You're like, damn. <laughs> I hope I lose to the other guy in the semis so I don't have to fight that dude. Because <laughs> they're going to be dragging him off people all day. <laughs> I'm telling you this, is that not only is Tom Cruise doing this, but then imagine the podium picture of him never stop smiling kind of Tom Cruise because he's gone from intense Tom Cruise to buddy Tom Cruise and just be, <laughs> ah, and you yeah, do that and go, dude, gone. this is he's just all- Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I thought about the practicality of Tom Cruise for this reason. I don't know any 60-year-olds that kind of look like him. Like, I feel like his master's division, he would wreck that one dude that we all think is in good shape, but not Tom Cruise shape in that master's division. And Tom Cruise would then be asking if he could do the absolute because he's that guy. So I felt like that's, that's the guy I'm pitching right now. Yeah. That's a really, really solid one. I feel like that's good. Yeah, so I like, you really went a psychological route with that, getting the psychological edge. I don't think, you know, that little handshake you do at Naga, like right before you have a match and you kind of yeah. like look in the other guy's eyes. I think that moment, like if I got Chris Hemsworth or somebody like that, that j- just like knowledge that Tom Cruise would love to just be able to kill him legally uh, <laughs> would set in. And now there's fear, now there's doubt, and you can't coach around that. That's a wrap. No, that's yeah. the thing that you have to do the, what I like to call uh, cleanup coaching, where you know in the thick of it, it's not happening for you. Like there are guys who coached me and we, we have different tempos. So like one of my best homies, he's an MMA fighter. I don't have that style. So like he'll say shit and I'm like, that's just not going to work for me, bro. Like I'm this guy, like we got to figure out a technical way for me to do this. And he'll say shit. And afterwards he'll just do the cleanup thing where he's like, well, you know, Hey, listen, man, we did the, you know, we got through it. Kind of like, (laughs) thanks coach. Appreciate that. My man. Yep. You're right. So I always tell people, I go, when shit happens for him, I just kind of go, well, you played like a goon and, uh, we found out that somebody can out goon you. So maybe you got to learn how to be technical, but we'll figure that out, bud. Let's go grab a beer, man. That's all good. So there's something about starting off the post-match thing with, well, that just, (laughs) Is it never, never going to be what you want to hear? I just tell people, I'm like, you know, we started a segment on this show where it's called Roast Raff. And the whole point of it is that we put on my competition footage and we let people roast uh, the footage. And the reason why I'm okay with it is I've realized there is no joke that any good athlete at this sport can arrive at that is funnier than the joke I've said about me. Like, if I've watched the footage, I have already written five jokes that would make me cry. If Craig Jones is doing it, I'm going to be like, sorry, bud. Good try. No one makes me cry sadder tears than my own self. So take that, Craig Jones. I saw the Roast Raff segment, and that is my favorite thing a jujitsu podcast host has ever done is like – all right, we're going to take the uh, hat off. I had a, a dude who became a, a fight uh, buddy of mine who became like a fight talking head. And it strained our relationship. We used to be best friends, and that strained our relationship to the point that we don't really hang out anymore. We're still friends. We don't really hang out. And it had to do with like he doesn't really train. He doesn't really fight. He's hypercritical of the athletes when he's never really had to do those things. And it was just real tough being around him. when. So like the the humanizing element of like – 
yeah, all right. And anyways, here's my list of failures and problems. <laughs> oh, bro. I mean, listen, man. I, I don't profess that any of us are experts at this job, but I've always said this. Like, uh, there's been a, a kind of guarantee when we've done these shows, which is I will do jokes about athletes, but I'll always train with them. So, like, they can get their comeuppance whenever they do that. I don't profess to be better than them. And there are a couple who I can beat, but you never hear about that shit because why would you say that? Like, the point of the show is not like, hey, I'm awesome. Welcome back to how awesome I am. We're going to talk about how awesome I am for the next hour. Like, it's a, about the sport. And a lot of times you're talking about the athletes and who gives a shit who taps each other. But when it does come down to this, I'm always like, yeah, at its core – Maybe we shouldn't take ourselves so seriously so that we can just kind of have fun about it. And I think there's no better way to make good on that promise to say, hey, listen, this is all shits and giggles. Have at. Make fun of this. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've gotten feedback that I think people enjoy that segment. And I got to tell you, man, so far, nobody has been that mean. Like, <laughs> Gary Tonin did one. And legitimately, I was like, well, I'm going to get fucking cooked here. And I was like, not even that bad. And I was like, mm. And dude, we're talking like, I gave Gary one where somebody scored like 30 points on me. And I was like, this has to be perfect for Gary. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, this has got to be like a Christmas gift to him. And he did it. And of course he's saying like, well, way to do that. Or that's really dumb. But the jokes dude, themselves, I was like, oh, I should have fed him jokes. That's what I should do. So that's been something we've been we've been figuring in the thing. So yes, that's a segment that we love doing, and uh, I foresee that is going to be one that is happening for a while. And it gets to the point now where I started realizing I was like, I should compete more to just get more bids. So, <laughs> even if it doesn't go well, it, like what if two things happen? I'm either going to win and great, or I'm going to lose and I'm going to have a segment. So want more. Listen, if you want people to light you up, get me and the LHM guys together. We're going to okay. have to train with you, I feel like, because that's the other element is like, I won't roast anybody as hard as the guys I train and train with. Uh, I'll roast those guys. I'll roast uh, Reese Watkins, Baby Goose, because we've <laughs> known each other and trained each other, been through it, whatever. So I'll like tee off on those guys. But like, yeah, we'll all train together and then hand it hand it over to us we got you oh absolutely no, that's perfectly fine and the nice part about this is so the only reason why the, now you, the, you're changing the dynamic and i want to say it's actually still advantageous to me when it's me competing against other people that you have no uh involvement in mm -hmm. i think it's easier if you're rolling with me there's kind of a policy which is i still talk trash to you like, I might not be winning. Like, I might be in mouth, you stuffing my mouth, and I will still find a way to roast you. And I tell people, I'm like, I'm not going to win the role, but there's no way you're going to be funnier than me. So I will still find ways, even with very little wind in my breath, to be like, your guard passing is so subpar. And Dude, that, that thing Elijah said on your podcast, where he talked about, like, Oh, I actually don't have much of a problem with Kevin. I actually like having him on the show because he actually talks trash back. And he goes, most of these guys, you say something crappy, you say something to them and they get quiet. And he goes, Kevin doesn't stop. And I'm like, yeah, uh, 
I like that about Elijah too, is Elijah will talk shit. Whereas like a lot of, it's always eggshells with all these other guys. So like that thing is because of the LHM dudes. I do the exact same thing while I'm getting dunked on by Paul. I will talk shit to Paul while he is smashing me. And like same stuff. It's, they're just destroying me. I'll do MMA rounds with Reese and he'll just light me up. I can't stop him from hitting me. I can't get out of the way. I'm like, man, there's still time on the clock. This is crazy. I don't know where I am. And I will still find a way to talk shit. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's the little short fat kid. I got I got my ass beat. I don't want to talk trash. I mean, so I respect you're, you're, it. Man. You're not that kid anymore. So you really have to move past this. I don't know what kind of therapy you need to do, but like, if you keep oh, re- referencing this, if you keep referencing this that. short fat kid, all I ever think about is I'm like, you're clearly not fat anymore. And I guess the nah, definition man. of what's that? Nah, man, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, that's the thing is, I always tell people I'm like, whenever athletes try to be relatable, they go, oh, like, oh, I was fat. I was like, you're not fat anymore. No, <laughs> that's a good point. You don't get Nobody to be cares. a fat person, like an honorary fat person. I was like, I have a little bit of pudge to me, and you know what that means? I can honorarily say I am jujitsu fat because if you're around other athletes and they got abs, you're like, no, 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 no. Trust me, I'll pick the food spot because I don't trust any of you morons with your fucking abs. That means you're not actually eating. So yeah, let's go somewhere that I say. So I, I feel like that is it. So what I want to do is this. And I, I realize here, Egghead Warrior just said, open mat payback is a thing, absolutely is a thing. It's 100% a thing that happens all the time. What we like to do on the closure of these episodes is, I like to give you the opportunity to throw something at me. Because, obviously, this was a board I put together. And even though you suggested a prompt, you didn't come up with the prompt. So what I want you to do right now is I want you to think, is there anything that you'd like to see if you could get a reaction out of me that maybe I've never talked about or open area for you to go and throw my way given our fact that we've been talking for an hour and you kind of have a sense of what it is I think or feel so feel free to throw something at me if you have one top of mind sir something you haven't been tested with before you're saying like try to rattle you yeah I mean try to I mean throw something at me to see if I got a good response out of it I mean you've seen the logistical bingo that I can play if you give me the right prompt and even when I hear what you're saying I can go nah I don't like that I'm gonna do this now so feel free to throw something at me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. Hmm. Now, see, Kevin, this is part of the reason why I, I feel it. very confident about my ability to roast you. Because if it takes you this long, like if the Dell processor inside of you is warming up to give some sort of response, I have to tell you, as slow as my passing guard is, I will 100% have at least gotten three jokes in by the time the CPU has <laughs> figured out the roast that you have for me. But go on. All right. I have – no, I wanted uh, uh, some mental gymnastics. All right. So we're going to set you in your athletic prime. We're going to – maybe we'll even, we'll even turn it up to – we'll turn it up to 12. Okay. Uh, and you're getting a chance to train with – Whoever that guy is, it could be Danny here, it could be Marcelo, whoever the guy is, right, in your head that you're like, I'm, this is the dude that's going to take me to gold. I'm real hype about it. What is the craziest thing, you know, jiu-jitsu is a cult, craziest thing that guy could ask you to do that you would still be like, 
yeah, this is my team. I, I got you, bro. Don't worry about it. I'll hide the body. Got you. Okay. I'm with you. Okay. So this is great. This is why I love this segment because I have no idea what fucking wires are happening or what things are missing in the brain. So when you bring something like this to the table, it's a crapshoot, but this is a great question. Here's why. If I'm looking at somebody who's willing to test my loyalty, and don't get me wrong, that's a whole jujitsu thing into itself. I think we're talking Marcelo, and I think we're talking like Marcelo finding a young, athletic, fast, not fast anymore, but a young, athletic, fast, in his prime, Rafa Sparza, shaking my hand, doing the smiles, and then behind the scenes saying, you need to give us a drop of your blood and swear an oath to a different lord. I'd be like, what's their name? And I'd be <laughs> like, well, if you don't do this, then we don't teach you the Marcelo team. I'd be like, damn. <clears throat> Have it. Have it, dude. My guillotine sucks. All yours. Um, the other ones I could think of, and I think they're less... But I think the symbolicness of it, for me, might make more sense to you once you hear it. I have zero tattoos on my body. Not interested. I don't like seeing anything that I would regret. So I'm not the person that could be like, oh, I just put a smiley face here because I just wanted to see one. Like, I hate that. Um, But if somebody came to me and that was kind of that, like, Disney agreement that they give you like in a movie where it's like Ursula being like, give me your voice and you can bang this dude. Like maybe that's the shit where I'd be like, yeah, I'll get a tattoo. And they're like, you said you'd never get one. I was like, shh. It's about to show me his cross collar mount. And uh, I think, I think that we're going to seal this deal as far as I be JJF this year. I think those are the two. I think that's what I would do. I think tattoos, blood oaths, and you mentioned killing a body, and I got to be honest with you, I feel like that shit's already happening. So it's not like that would be shocking uh, to me. So I think those are the the things that I would potentially be open to. What would you do, sir? Oh man! Uh... Now hold on. Let me point this out. I think the faultiness of this that I am learning is that all I have to do to trip you up is just reverse Uno you as you're doing it. So literally, as you talk shit to me, I'd be like, well, what about your guard? You'd be like, wait, wait. (laughs) No, uh, the problem I'm having in my brain is I'm like, oh man, I've like already definitely (laughs) been, we'll say cult adjacent. And the answer of what I would do is crazy. Uh, And I'm debating how much to talk about. (laughs) It's like, uh, I had... When I was 18, the first party wrestling party I went to, someone pulled out a gun, looked all of the recruiting class in the face and said, cool, somebody put their hand on the table. And I reached over all the other freshmen and put my hand on the table. I was like, I got you. I got you. You need a hand. He like was like, we're going to put a, he like held the gun down. I was like, cool. Somebody put your hand under the gun. And I was like, yeah, I got you right away. <laughs> like, yes, sir. So, uh, I've already like been very cult adjacent. And if I thought it was the right place to be, they'd have been like, listen, take this body. Don't talk about it. I'd be like, yes, sir. You know, Mr. Hodger Gracie, like I got you. (laughs) I want to win real bad. Just letting you know that I got it. (laughs) I think there's no better version of this story, by the way, than the amount of trust they have on a new person. Like they don't have an initiation. They don't have like, 
a level of person that's already at the top rank that gets rid of bodies. They figure like day one person, this is what they do. Like Hodger's like, oh shit, I killed someone. Uh, I could give it to my number one general or ah, new guy. That's what we're doing. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Uh, I think if you're the three-stripe white belt that gets called up by Hodger to hide a body, you need to know he didn't call you up because you're trusted. He called you up because you're expendable. You're the next body, my boy. Like, the only thing I ask is that they do give me the speech, like Robert De Niro in, like, A Goodfellas. is like, you don't rat on your friends. He takes this, (laughs) and then you're going to be set for life. You're going to be a made man when you get out, okay? So that's what you do. You, You go in. You take this like a man and you come back out and be like, okay, cool. So I'm going away for 10 years. I mean, that's what's going to happen, kid. Yeah, you got to go. I'd be like, okay, sir. You better Can you imagine get back. Taking a murder rap for jujitsu money. <laughs> <laughs> when they realize it's like a 5K that you get, you're just yeah. like, oh, cool. Great. I got how much you get? A submission bonus of the night? <laughs> <laughs> well, Listen, that is a very good prompt. Uh, Kevin, what I always like to do as we get to the end of these things, I like to put the camera on you. I like to give you the opportunity to go ahead and uh, plug or shout out anybody you'd like to. So camera's going on you, sir. Feel free to go ahead and uh, say some things or do whatever you want to do. Camera goes to you, sir. All right, cool, guys. Uh, PGF is coming up. Qualifiers this weekend. Uh, The big show is in a couple of months. Um, stay tuned, go to bat, tell them you're looking forward to seeing handsome Kevin on the show. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Reese Watkins. Who's, uh, one of my fighters who just fought on uh cage fury. He's going to fight again against Josh Mercado here this month. Um, and, uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to the, you know what? I'm not going to give a shout out to the LHM guys. Those dudes are more jujitsu famous than me. They don't, they don't need my help, but I'm good. That's it. I mean, that might endear you to them if you did give them a shout out. So I talk, I've already said all their names like four times on this okay, podcast. Okay, fair man. enough. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, what, what a shitty way to be like, they're too famous. Fuck that. Like, bro, you mean to tell me if somebody didn't shout out Kanye West, he wouldn't feel salty about that in some way. Kanye would be like, I was listening to that interview. You did not shout me out though. That's a good point. I'm going to, yeah, you're right. And I want Ernesto and Sergio. Cause I think only one's, that can make the weight Paul can't I want those dudes on the PGF as well because oh. uh if they get on the PGF and I'm on the PGF it doesn't matter whether they're on the same team or not the you need to mic up the dugout uh because <laughs> the chatter and the chirping is going to be absolutely insane put a mic on people while they're rolling if that's happening like it's it'll be a it's, it's been time. a long standing thing that I've been pushing for on my side uh, but Egghead Warrior said good luck at the qualifier so there is that. But I think what we're saying here is, and let me go ahead and put in a word for you. I think you're good business for the PGF. Now, granted, I think what we're seeing is by some of these names, it's easy to kind of lose sight of the people who have been bringing you the entertainment. I think that you brought the entertainment. And I think that's something that you can't put a price on. Now, granted, they might. They might be like, hey, man, you're, you're, we're going to buy you for 250 Like, we're going to get you in on a deal on this one. <laughs> but what I think the real thing here is, even when you weren't on screen, people were still talking about you. And I think that's a quantifiable must-seeness. I think that's something that you got to keep in mind when you're asking people to come back for the PGF. So, I'm just saying, if people are talking I- about you, 
maybe that means it's worth talking about for season six, which will be likely the most talked about season of the PGF ever recorded. It's going to be the biggest thing in jiu-jitsu outside of ADCC. Biggest thing in jiu-jitsu outside of ADCC. Might overtake the ADCC. We'll see. We shall see. Kevin, I want to say this. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure getting to know you. Uh, you know, you've been a good sport. You, you seem to have a good sense of humor about a lot of different things. And I always keep my eyes out for those folks. And I'm glad we're able to do this. I'm sure in the future we'll do a proper interview. So that way we can actually put things on record. But for right now, I really appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to having you back at some time in the near future, sir. Yeah, it's a great time, man. It was nice to meet you officially, dude. Absolutely. Uh, stick around. I'm going to say bye to you off air. I'm just going to close this bitch up and we will be right back. All right. All right, you guys, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you. Just a couple quick reminders. If you like the show, like, comment, and subscribe. All that good jazz. You can go buy these shirts or this shirt over at rapasparza.com backslash merch or grapplinghour.com. You can also do a few things. You can follow us at The Grappling Hour. And did you know that we're on Patreon? If you go to patreon.com backslash grappling hour, you can check out our stuff there. For just five bucks a month, you can see our interviews 30 days before anybody else. And for a few extra dollars, you can see segments that aren't available anywhere else, including tape studies with the athletes who competed or fought. You can also check out mini-sodes about steroids or other topics that you yourselves pitch to me. And finally, you can see the segment we were talking about a little bit earlier, which is called Roast Wrath, where we invite people to roast my competition footage, which, as I have heard here tonight, is a fan favorite, which, not a surprise, because I feel like anytime people are making fun of me, people enjoy that sort of stuff. But guys, that is going to do it for us here at Running the Gauntlet. We appreciate you guys, and uh, don't forget tonight, there is an Enigma like It blows my mind. It's a Monday night. I can't believe that there's an actual massive banger of an event happening this evening. But go check that out, Enigma. And I'm very interested to see who's going to win that. Lots of good people on that card. So go check that out. That's going to do it for us here at the Grappling Hour. It's been a great day for grappling. 